Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right. Let's get right into it. Thanks for being in here. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out with me during the Sixers-Wizards game on Playback TV. Playback.tv slash Running Back Philly. We had a good time in there. It was a fun one. Shouldn't have been a fun one, you know, but it was. Uh, Shouldn't have been a shootout, but it was. If you're watching this on replay... Uh, please consider subscribing to the channel if you're not already. Turn your notification bell on. Give us a like on the stream. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a review, man. Shout out to everyone in here. Be active in the chat. We'll be reading the chat as we go. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about it, okay? The Philadelphia 76ers have a shootout a shootout with the Washington Wizards let me say that one more time the Philadelphia 76ers have a shootout with the Washington Wizards uh and look we're not going to overreact we're not doing that because They haven't played a game for five days. Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey haven't played a game for seven days. Nick Batum hasn't played a game for seven days. Kelly Oubre hasn't played a game for a month. Uh, And Tobias Harris is just Tobias Harris. (laughs) Oh, I do have the Celtics on the scoreboard. My bad. I was testing something earlier. Um, Yeah, so... We're not going to overreact. This is like what Kendrick Perkins said the other night. Sixers have a scrimmage on Wednesday. You know, after they lost to the Celtics, he said, hey, they have a couple days off to get their stuff together, you know, and then they have a scrimmage on Wednesday against the Washington Wizards where they can work out the kinks and everything. And uh, that's that's how I feel about it. Um, I wish they would have come out with a little bit more intensity. I wish they would have played better defense uh, pretty much the entire game. Um, But it is what it is. You shot, man, they shot 29% from three. They started the game 0 for 13. The Philadelphia 76ers started this game 0 for 13 from three. And... Yeah, you have you have five days off. You get a bunch of players back that haven't played for a while. Uh, you have a bad shooting night. You can't buy a bucket the entire first half. They start the game out 0 for 13. And it is nice that that performance was against the Washington Wizards because against the Washington Wizards, you could start a game out 0 for 13 and still win the game. You can play like dog shit for three quarters and still win the game. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Joel Embiid drops 50. Now, yeah, I know what the 
I know what the, the, the naysayers are going to say. I know what the people in the Boston Celtics fan base, in the, in the wherever else fan base, a lot of Sixers fans also, and rightfully so, they're going to say, I don't care. He never does this against the best teams, whatever. But it's still a seven foot two center scoring 50 points in a basketball game. Uh, scoring 50 points in an NBA game in the 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 highest um the greatest league in the world it's still incredible it is his talent is still incredible now when, it, when last time we played the wizards he's dropped 48 and three quarters and when we played the wizards that time i was looking at you know gafford and i said who's their backup center and i said it's mike muscala that ain't going to work out uh that was the the game that he dropped 48 and three quarters they have nobody that can guard Joel Embiid. Gafford does an okay job of, of of doing his best to guard Joel Embiid, but realistically, they don't have anybody that can guard him. Uh, and he dropped 50. Gafford turned his ankle. Gafford and Joel Embiid both turned their ankle on the same play in the first quarter, and Gafford went to the locker room. And when he went to the locker room, I was like, oh, dude, who's now who's going to guard him? And actually, the corpse of Danilo Gallinari comes in the game. I didn't even know he plays for the Wizards. Gallinari comes in the game. He can't guard Joel Embiid. Let's be serious. Uh, Muscala. Who else was in there? Kispert. Um, who else took a turn at, at guarding Joel Embiid? Uh, I can never say his name right. A Avia. Let me say. It. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me say it. Denny. Avia. Avdia. Denny Avdia, whatever. That's what we're going to call him. Denny Avdia uh, took his turn trying to guard Joel Embiid also in certain points. And it's just not fair when you don't have a guy that's big enough to really hang with him. And he also, it's not just his physical ability. It's not just his strength. Uh, he got the jump shot going. And, you know, late in the third and a large part of the fourth, he got the jump shot going. And when Joel... Has the jump shot going. I mean, you can't stop him interior-wise. You can't stop him from getting to the rim. You can't stop him from getting his own offensive rebound. I saw him do it three or four times where he really fought on the glass for his own miss at a putback. But when he has the jumper going, there's nothing you can do. And the fourth quarter, he was just pulling up mid-range. Actually, the whole game he was pulling up mid-range, but the fourth quarter... You know, he really was just cooking with that with that jump shot. And, uh, you know, a turnaround, face, shimmy, one-handed jump shot. I don't even know what to call that one. He was getting the roll on a lot of them. He had a soft touch. He was getting the roll and, uh, you know, finished the game 19 of 29, 11 for 13 from the free throw line, 13 rebounds. That's what I love about Joel Embiid this season. That's what I love about Joel Embiid under Nick Nurse so far is the sheer effort, the the fighting on the glass, the rebounding the ball. 13 rebounds and 7 assists. Uh so, you know, it's 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 wild that we talk about a 50-point game for Joel Embiid like it's no big deal, but really it wasn't really it really wasn't a big deal. Nobody on the Wizards can guard him and like to be Quite honest, the Sixers were just trying to really get their feet and their legs back under them for three and a half quarters. Uh, I would have liked for them to at least pull away with it in the third and have more of a blowout 
uh, the game ends up being a damn shootout at the end of the fourth quarter, going back and forth. Uh, Maxi and Bede start getting hot at the end of the fourth, and I think they're going to run away with it. But on the other end, Jordan Poole's hitting fadeaways from the corner. Kyle Kuzma's hitting bombs. Gallinari's bombing the ball uh, from 40 feet or whatever, and it turns into a little bit of a shootout with the Washington Wizards. But at the end of the day, they, it was entertaining. It could have been boring, right? That's how I look at it. Hey, it was entertaining. It could have been boring. Uh, so, yeah, you get a 50-piece from Joel. And the Sixers have a little bit of a shootout with the Washington Wizards in what I'm considering a scrimmage. Now their next game, which is a is it the Wizards? Is it the Wizards back to? Is it the Wizards again? Is it wait Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's the Hawks. Friday's the Hawks. If they come, if the Sixers come into the game against the Hawks and show this level of just like flat energy, then I'll be a little bit more concerned. But the fact that they had four days off. And they had guys coming back that haven't played for a while. I just didn't really take it too seriously uh, how they looked. I I thought at halftime, you know, the, the first half was, it was pretty unacceptable. The defense they were playing, giving up wide open threes left and right, giving up offensive rebounds, giving up wide open drives to the rim. Uh, I thought there was going to be a, an adjustment at halftime and there was going to be uh, like, you know, a Nick Nurse uh, defensive intensity kind of master class in the second half and that didn't happen really they came out in the third and everything kind of looked the same uh they 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 were still giving up wide open threes they were still giving up wide open drives to the basket it, i guess the intensity was a little bit higher in the in the second half but it was pretty bad the whole game the the entire game was pretty bad Again, they start the game 0 for 13 from 3. They shoot 29% from, from 3. And you still pull out a victory. At least they didn't lose. You know, that's that's just the way I'm looking at it. Mr. Rudy, thanks for the support. As always, Toby needs to be sent to the bottom of the abyss. Kelly was beautiful in the fourth. Need more Rocco minutes. Thanks for the comment, my guy. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, Yeah, so... Tyrese Maxey, um, where's his, where's his, where's his, where's his, where's his, why can't I scroll? Where's the scroller on the ESPN thing, man? There it is. Uh, Tyrese Maxey gives you 26. He was a plus 12. I thought Maxey had spurts where he took over the game. I thought Maxey, you know, played a good game. Uh, the first quarter, he was kind of doing that passing up open shots thing and, I was getting frustrated a little bit at some of the shots that he passed up, but again, he was feeling out the game, and then he really picks his spots in the second, in the third, and he gets going. Uh, I liked the I liked the Maxi game. I liked it. He had a run in the third, in the fourth, where he starts to get to his floater. Uh, then him and Joel at the end playing the two man game really kind of put the game away. Ends up one thirty one to one twenty six, a lot closer than than uh, it was realistically, but you know. I like what Maxie did. Finishes at 26, a plus 12. Uh, Kelly Oubre returns. And yeah, what Kelly Oubre did was beautiful. And actually, in that fourth quarter, Kelly Oubre is the one that brought that. You know, Kelly Oubre is the one that brought that spark. And that's that's what the Sixers missed from this guy. That's what they've missed from him even before he ever got here. You know, that's what they've missed from somebody. They've missed that guy. That six seven wing with length and athleticism that can play both ends, that can... 
drive and you know run up and down the floor and finish in transition. And he just has a level of intensity that this team has has missed off the bench for a long time. And yeah, in that third quarter, I believe it was, uh, Ubre just brings a level of intensity. He just brings this kind of fire onto the court. And, you know, everybody else is kind of jogging around doing this thing, looking real lackluster in the game. And he's just out here trying to dunk on people, diving for loose balls, screaming, yelling at the referees. Like he just brings a level of fight and fire to this team that's just incredibly valuable. Uh, and it, w- it was great to have Ubre back, man. It was great to have him back. He started the game with a wide open dunk. Um, you know, had had a couple of uh, takes to the rim, had a corner three in the first half. Uh, the fourth quarter, yeah, he he just had some he just had some uh, some very Kelly Oubre plays, man. And uh, you gotta love it, you gotta love it for from Kelly Oubre, man. The beginning of that fourth when the team was really lacking energy, uh, it was Kelly Oubre. Now he he you know he tried to. He tried to dunk on Kyle Kuzma and got blocked at the rim, but you love the effort. You know, there's a lot of players on this team that don't go up to the rim strong like that. There's a lot of players on this team that shy away from contact, that play soft, that try to be more finesse. Kelly Oubre is the opposite of that. He wants all the smoke. He sees the rim. He sees Kyle Kuzma. He says, I'm going to dunk this ball. And a great block by Kuzma. Got to give him credit. But love having Oubre back, man. 12 points off the bench. Um, and he wasn't in the finishing lineup. And he, he had a good game. He had 12 points. He was really filling in all the blanks. And he was not in the finishing lineup. My scoreboard, my stats disappeared. Uh, give me one second here. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Sixers Wizards box score because I really wanted to look at what Tobias Harris did. Um, actually, let me get to this screen here because I would have liked for Kelly Oubre to be in the finishing lineup. I would have liked for him to be in, you know, at the uh, at the end of the game. Uh, but who, you know, who's he? Who's he going for at the end of the game? You know what I mean? Tobias Harris. Is that going to happen? That's the thing about it, you know. I like Ubre off the bench. I really do. He brings that spark off the bench. Um, you got to. I think you got to find a way to have him in at the end of the game. I really do. Tobias Harris, just kind of, uh, man. What can we say? What can we say about Tobias, man? Skittish. Why is he so skittish right now? Tobias is playing with like a level of. He just looks scared. He came out in the third quarter and looked differently, which makes me think that that Nick Nurse was was talking to him like, "Yo, what are you, what are you doing?" You know what I mean? The first half, he just looked scared. He would get the ball at the top of the key and hesitate and do this little jab step and like take a couple mini dribbles and like throw it back out and turn the ball over, or whatever. Uh, I just, I don't know. Tobias Harris is in a little bit of a slump, I guess you could call it right now, and he's uh, he is he's got the yips. I don't know what it is. Ever since the end of that Boston game, Tobias Harris seems like he has the yips, 
You know, he was playing so well in the beginning of the season, and uh, you know, he'll get it back. He'll get it back. I'm not really worried. I'm not really worried. I think I think he'll get back to that like mid-level 15 point per game kind of guy. I think he'll get back there. At least Nick Nurse is going to try to get him back there. But the team really, at the end of the fourth quarter, when you look at the lineup, I don't know. It, you know, does Kelly Oubre help you more than Tobias Harris? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, you got a big time decision to make. Because when you think about this team going towards like the playoffs, what's that finishing lineup going to be? You know, if Ubre is coming off the bench and giving you 12 points and having a serious impact on the game both ends and giving you a level of intensity that other players aren't giving you and giving you just effort and crashing the glass and dunking the ball and just playing above the rim, do you put, do you put, Ubre in there in the finishing lineup and leave $40 million Tobias Harris on the bench. That's a tough call. That's a call that that's a call that uh that Nick Nurse has to make. He has to make that call, you know? And uh I don't know. What do you guys think, man? Where's the chat at? Where's my chat? What'd you guys think? Toby coming off the bench and starting Ubre would be nice, I think, but I'm also not a coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I don't know, man, because Tobias can't do anything off the bench either. You know what I'm saying? Can he do anything off the bench? Uh, can he do anything off the bench? You know what I mean? Can Tobias do anything off the bench? Tobias comes in these lineups and he needs those he needs that Joel Embiid out there. He needs uh he needs the guys out there, the one and the two and the to to really kind of feed off of. You know what I mean? Can he really come off the bench and be effective? He he he's not a shot creator. Um I I don't, I don't, I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Uh, I'm going to get to more of the chat in just a second, but I want to let you know this episode of Run It Back Philly is brought to you by Hello Fresh. Um, skip the grocery store this holiday season. Go to HelloFresh.com/slash Run It Back Free, and you can get free breakfast for life from Hello Fresh. Free breakfast for life. Go to HelloFresh.com slash run it back free. Uh, if you're busy like I am, constantly working, constantly doing things, don't have a normal schedule, don't have a normal uh, structure, a lot of times it's nice to have meals delivered to your door. HelloFresh is fresh ingredients delivered to your door. You still cook it. That's the cool thing about it. But it helps you. You don't have to go to the. You're skipping the grocery store and you're saving some money uh, at the same time. And the and the recipes are great. And they got breakfasts and lunches and dinners. And they got protein plus options. They got all kinds of stuff on there. Check it out. HelloFresh.com/slash Run It Back Free for free breakfast for life. Thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring the channel. Let's get back to the chat. Tobias Harris off the benches. Is interesting to me. I just uh, 
I don't think that would work. But then, but then just, <laughs> there you go. Tobias Harris should be DNP. <laughs> uh, um, M33C is in here again trolling. And uh, let me get to some. Let me get to some comments that that actually give us some some uh, value here. Thanks for subscribing, John Norman. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go through my notes here. The rust. The rust is evident in the first quarter. Rust. We'll call it a rust game scrimmage. Like I said, you know, uh, the Wizards beat us in the first quarter, and we were down ten in the second. Corey Kispert. And Mike Muscala turned into Clay Thompson and Steph Curry in the second quarter. I could not believe my eyes. We could not uh, stop any of these guys on the perimeter for the entire first half. Um, Gafford choke slammed Joel Embiid, and it wasn't reviewed. Kind of tackled him from behind. Joel's like, "How's he allowed to grab me around the neck?" Joel's yelling at the officials, and nobody says anything. I. I can't figure that one out. Um, D'Anthony Melton was actually keeping us alive in that second quarter. We were struggling. We were struggling in the first half against the Washington Wizards. Uh, and then we go on an 11-0 run. And you knew it was going to happen eventually. It's not like you sat here and said, we're going to lose this game. Uh, we go on an 11-0 run and uh, still you know, back and forth in the third. And like I said, turns into a shootout. But I had no, I had no real fear that we were going to lose the game. Um, Joel Embiid in, in large stretches of the game, really, I felt like he was the only player that could make a shot, <laughs> you know, and it was nice that everybody else was kind of off and Joel uh, was on. Joel was very on. And without his 50 points, we lose this game. You know, without Joel's 50, we do lose this game. Final score is a five point victory. Uh, Joel drops 50. If Joel drops 40, we lose the game. So it would have been nice, you know, to get an easier victory and have Joel maybe gets, uh, be able to rest the fourth quarter, but, um, it didn't happen that way. It did not happen that way. Uh, but it is what it is. What do you guys think? Are you, are you, are you guys, uh, upset about this game? Were you sitting here like, I can't believe we're going down to the wire with the Washington Wizards. This is terrible. Um, or do you not care? Do you, do you, are you looking at it like I am where, you know, they, they haven't played for a couple of days. They get a lot of players back and, you know, it was like a, a scrimmage against the, the Washington Wizards. Am I downplaying it? Am I making excuses? Should I be more concerned about what this team looked like. Nick Marchetti, what's up, my guy? Batum and Ubre are the perfect players needed to surround and beat him, Maxi. Absolutely. Nick Batum's passing ability, his shooting ability. Uh, and then, yeah, and, 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 they, and they're two different. You know, you get those two role players, two very different role players, right? One's a finesse guy that can run the high and low with Joel and pass the ball and, and step out to the three-point line, quick trigger guy, Nick Batum. And then Ubre's just that wild card athletic player uh, who can, who can shoot, who can pass, who can drive, who can finish, who can just provide you with energy. And yeah, it's like it, the, the, Tobias, I don't want to talk about Tobias Harris every episode of this show, but it's, it's tough right now. Cause he, 
I already, you know, we've said for kind of a long time that Tobias Harris doesn't fit next to Joel Embiid and uh, on this team, and that it's a weird fit. And then, and now you're looking at these adding these role players to the team, uh, and it's like now it's even a worse fit for Tobias Harris. You know, now you now you have these guys. It was like, oh, Tobias is the number four. It's fine, right? He's a good. He's good, uh, whatever. I don't actually, like I said to RB last night, I don't know what he's actually good at. I can't figure it out. But now you get actual role players that fit and make sense. And I'm kind of sitting here like, what? what is Tobias Harris's, what is his job on this team? What is his role on this team? I would honestly rather run Ubre, Batum, and Covington Let's see if we can get let's see if we can get the camera back, man. I've been having some issues lately. It's a late one. And I almost fell asleep during this game also. Uh come on, bro. Damn, I gotta go all the way over here. I need a producer. Oh my god, bro. Ah! My camera's operating like the Sixers operated against the Wizards for the first three quarters. Uh, we got it. We got it back. We're back in business. Toby's in a slump. Do you think he comes out of the slump? Uh, MH, I'd like to see a big lineup of Melton, Ubre, Batum, Rocco, and Bede. There was a lineup in the first quarter that was that was similar. There was a lineup in the first quarter that was definitely similar to that. I think it might have. No, there was a bench lineup in the first quarter that was uh, Paul Reed was in there. It was Melton, Ubre, Batum, Rocco, and Paul Reed, and really uh, Batum or really uh, Ubre was was carrying that. Ubre was carrying that uh, that lineup. You know what I mean? Without without uh, without Ubre in that bench lineup. They don't have anybody that can go get something, that can go do something, you know? And that's why he's he's missed uh so much on this team. And you know, all the all the fans of other teams that keep saying I'm overrating Kelly Oubre and all of these things, it's about what the Sixers lack more than rating Kelly Oubre at a certain level. You know what I'm saying? It's about the fact that the Sixers don't have a player like Kelly Oubre. And he's the guy that fills into it. Are you buying into Kelly didn't get hit by a car rumor? Kelly's back. That's what I care about. What I care about is Kelly Oubre had a, got a fractured rib. Kelly Oubre healed up. And Kelly Oubre came back. And is playing for the Sixers and contributing again, and that's what I care about. I don't care what happened. But, like uh, my dude in the playback stream said in the chat, Kelly Oubre coming back and doing his thing is just like riding a bike. (laughs) 
I wanted to make sure I said that because it was a it was a great comment. Um, let's see. Tobias is who he's always been. Plays well for five to ten games in a row, then reverts back to normal facts. But what do you really do? Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? What do you really do? Uh, Maxi kind of passive the whole time, or maybe Nick Nurse not want to show all his tricks. Maxi had 21 points in three quarters. You know, I thought it was okay. I didn't, I didn't think. You know, I don't think Maxi needs to drop 50 every night. I don't think he needs to drop 40 every night. I do think he was a little bit passive in the first quarter. It was kind of annoying me a little bit. You know, he passed up some open threes and things like that. Uh, but he he re- he found his spots and he got going in certain points of the game. And you know, I can't ask for much more than to, than, than Maxi to score 21 in the first or the the first three quarters. And then you know, he just gave the ball to Joel in the fourth. Gave the ball to Joel in the fourth. And Joel Embiid had 48. Game was basically over. Uh, And he says, no, we're not going to run the clock out. I'm going to shoot a jump shot over Kyle Kuzma. A step back, fade away, high arcing jump shot over Kuzma. All net for 50 points. Um, what a performance by Joel Embiid. Now let's continue. Let's do it against the Atlanta Hawks. Let's keep it going. Uh, Ananobi for Tobias would be an absolute steal. Yeah. Why would the, why would the, why would the, why would the Toronto Raptors do that? Um, the Tobias Harris thing is always tricky. You want to get rid of the contract. And we keep saying this expiring contract is attractive to teams that want to clear cap space. But you can, they're going to get more than Tobias Harris for OG and Anobi. Um, Sixers have some first-round draft picks they can trade. But Eastwood, not going to lie, bro. I was high on Tobias, but not anymore. Sixers need to trade him for Ananobi immediately. You're not getting Ananobi for Tobias Harris unless the, I mean, well, Ananobi's on, a, on an expiring too, so that really doesn't even do anything for the Toronto Raptors. If they're trying to clear cap space, they can trade him for a, 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 a lot. They, they don't have to take Tobias Harris in return. You know what I'm saying? They can trade him for a bunch of different uh, expiring contracts and first round picks. And we've been trying to trade Tobias Harris for five years. It's just. Not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Toby is most of the time in a slump. It's his normal play. It's more like, okay. Um, that's all I really have to say about this game, man. I don't want to spend too much time on this. It was the Wizards. It was a scrimmage. It it, it you know it ended up being a shootout. Uh, it, it shouldn't have been, but like I said, you know, the Sixers didn't play for a couple of days. They get some players back. Uh, they get their, their feet under them, their legs under them. Um... And they, at least they pulled out the win. If they would have lost this game, that would have been annoying. I still probably wouldn't have really cared that much. Uh, But they pull it out. They get the dub. It was a nice scrimmage. And that's really all I got to say, man. I'm going to get up out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, If you're brand new, subscribe to the channel. That would be greatly appreciated. Hit the like button. Turn your notification bell on. I'll see you Friday, Atlanta Hawks.